Price. He's given you the money line, the business special report. He's a best-selling author, news anchor. Dobbs mania sweeps the country. And now he's taking his talents to 77 WABC. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. And it is Lou Dobbs. It is Sunday, and it is great to have you with us here on 77 WABC. We've got a lot to talk about uh, and a great deal to ruminate over. So we're going to have a very thoughtful hour of radio talk here because so much of it is so complicated that, frankly, folks, uh, it's hard to uh, button everything down into quick talking points uh, ideologically or uh, politically uh, partisan uh, because really all the parties have become are something of a a litmus test for one another. They don't really have an agenda as per se. Uh, You know, the good old days when it was America first and make America great again. Well, it's still that way on the campaign trail, but far from it in Washington, D.C. And I don't know how you would, and I would love to ask you to give us your thoughts about this. What would you say the the motto is, the slogan is for the Biden regime? Uh, could you distill it? Because I've been sitting here talking about it and thinking about it over the over the weekend, and I really am having a lot of trouble. I mean, I can I can do it in a sort of snarky and sarcastic way, but not in in a, in a really meaningful way as to what they're actually doing, what their intentions are, what their objectives are, and what they've actually accomplished over just under three years. Uh, certainly most of it is devastating to the national interest and to our national security and to the, to the welfare of the American people. But, uh, but as a view about what is politically, uh, intelligently, uh, cerebrally, uh, the point of it all for Joe Biden and his, uh, I, well, and his court uh, in the Biden regime, I can't quite figure it out. Uh, And I notice that no one else in media seems to be talking about it either. So we're going to be the first. We're going to get to this. What do you think uh, the Biden regime slogan should be for 2024, the campaign? Because it looks like now he actually is going to be the guy. Maybe not the big guy, but the guy uh, on the ticket. Uh, because it's frankly, it's too late to change um, <laughs> the, the candidates on, on a lot of primaries. So uh, the Democrat Party, if indeed they do really want to get rid of him, as is, has is, is been reported by all of the, uh, I would guess, the political-like uh, political uh, news uh, coverage, you, you would think that there'd be some some urgency to it all, but apparently not. And it's hard to figure out what the donor class wants. I, it, not so much with the Republicans, though, folks. You know, the Republicans are, are actually very good at being transparent. Uh, not, I don't believe it's out of any uh, internal imperative that they be transparent. But th- they keep going through list after list quite publicly. For example, last week, the, 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 uh, the wonderful candidate, uh, Governor DeSantis of Florida, uh, and, and Nikki Haley, uh, amongst others. But taking those two for right now, suddenly we are looking at the Charles Koch political network endorsing Nikki Haley. And Jamie Dimon thinks Nikki Haley is just a boffo candidate. Now, it wasn't but uh, perhaps 45 days ago 
that they also thought that Governor DeSantis was a terrific candidate. I'm only shocked and surprised that they they didn't think the same thing of Asa Hutchinson, who is the, you talk about any one person who absolutely craved a charisma transplant. It was him. Uh, he fortunately now has subsided. He has uh, removed himself from the stage, and we're left with a, a number of wannabes, but none that are truly a threat to the presumptive nominee of the Republican Party, and that is, of course, Donald Trump. And there is a problem for the uh, for the Democrats, though. Even though you can really identify who the Republican candidates are, you understand who President Biden is and what the likelihood is of him uh, being the nominee. But it's almost impossible to figure out what the slogan of the Biden administration should be. Uh, what issue do they do best at? For example, uh, how have they done with the Israel-Hamas war. I don't think they want a slogan built around the response of this administration to that. I think that would be a very bad idea for them in terms of turning out the vote. They also have a huge split now in the Democrat coalition because it turns out, and I think this has confounded a lot of Jewish voters in this country, they have just found out who the left-wing Marxist Dems really are. And I think there had been sort of a benign acceptance uh, on the part of uh, most Jewish voters that, yes, they're radical, and yes, they don't mean it. Uh, and we've been with them a long time, and inertia is a great thing, so let's just keep voting for these, uh, these candidates from the left, uh, no matter how dangerous they seem. They're, the danger, I don't think, has ever been more clear, uh, clearly identified and manifested than right now when I think millions of Jewish voters in this country have to understand who the AOC, uh, Ilhan Omar branch of the Democrat Party is. They are anti-Semitic. They are anti-Israel. And by the way, the Biden administration has a lot of explaining to do because in the midst of the, the massacre of October 7th, uh, despite moving, ordering two carrier strike forces into the eastern Mediterranean, doing all that they should have done, here is Joe Biden talking about a two-state solution. Now, I find that incredible. And I'm not going to ask, uh, you know, your political or religious beliefs uh, to inform uh, this audience uh, about your, the, that perspective, but I would like to get your views, uh, frankly, uh, about how surprised you were if you're Jewish, about it, how surprised you weren't if you are uh, some other part of that Democrat coalition, because I think it came as a real surprise. Now, the national, the national corporate media doesn't care because they're just doing what they're told by their corporate masters. And much is the same, I think, of the, uh, of the Biden administration when it comes down to to the department and the agency that's being run by the Marxist Dems, which is all of them, frankly. But the most important being, in terms of national security, of course, our military, our intelligence community, and the Justice Department, and of course, Department of Homeland Security. So when we look at what is happening here, it is very difficult to identify a, a, an ideology that explains either the slogan or a slogan that defines the ideology in this administration.
because everything is out of whack. I mean, the Biden world is in a full tilt in point of fact. And I am and I'm pretty sure everybody listening to my voice right this moment knows what I'm saying. Uh, it turns out the Bidens can't help themselves. Uh, they really are out of control. And I say the Bidens because I'm referring to the entire Biden family, which now uh, is implicated uh, in the congressional investigations. And there is no getting away from it, even though the, the Biden family uh, is resisting with everything it has. And we find out now that not only is the Biden family, the president himself, fighting, stonewalling, blocking, obstructing the congressional investigations, but we know that the FBI is also doing so. Uh, the Secret Service is in full protective mode of the president. And I'm not talking about against uh, physical harm. Uh, they won't turn over visit. They won't turn over visitor logs. Uh, they don't want to talk about where the cocaine came from or where it went, or how it is that there was never a suspect. But suddenly the case is back open, and now you see pictures in <laughs> in the uh, uh, in paper after paper uh, and website after website of this little little bag of cocaine sitting and nestled in a, a White House locker. Uh, it's, it's extraordinary. And meanwhile, we find out that Hunter Biden is being supported by uh, Democrat donors, uh, the donors to the Biden campaign in 2020, uh, the donors that apparently wanted something. Uh, and apparently they've gotten it because Hunter Biden, despite not working, uh, is living the high life and doing so without any, as they say, visible signs of, uh, of support. So there, these these are fascinating issues, and, and now there's, you know, one case comes up on the laptop, and the next thing you know, he's denying it's his. Now he's suing the people that were preparing it, uh, and some others because it's his. Uh, the the inconsistencies, the contradictions, the the absurdity of all that is happening, uh, is just it, it's over the top. And then to look back briefly and say. You know, it was during the debate, it was October of 2020, and 51 intelligence veterans actually came out and said that the laptop was a, uh, a piece of Russian disinformation, including five directors of the CIA. So now we're left with no, no other conclusion than that the entire intelligence community is lying through their teeth to protect one man who, why is he suddenly so valuable? Well, suddenly, because he is the president of the United States, they wanted him to be president of the United States, and they wanted him to be the president of the United States so they could continue uh, their uh, their imperial rule uh, over America from the deep state. That is, running every department of the federal government, running our courts, running the executive, and by the way, running a good part of Congress. Now, think about that. This, this is a Congress. We know for a fact that the CIA was spying on the Senate Intelligence Committee. Uh, and nothing ever happened to John Brennan, by the way, even though he acknowledged that they were spying on the Senate Intelligence Committee. Uh, and now we have the House Intelligence Committee. And I was just talking with Devin Nunes, the former chairman of the House Intelligence Committee the other day, and they are suing because 
they were spied upon by our intelligence agencies in the House Intelligence uh, Committees. And what does this have to do with anything current? Well, it has everything to do with it because suddenly the uh, group of senators, five of them, led uh, by uh, uh, Marcus, uh, Marco Rubio uh, in the Senate, he wants the 702 spy section, 702, spying on American citizen uh, section, he wants that reinstated, reauthorized for another 10 years. Well, 12 years, actually. And, and then he got a group of people, 54 of them in the, uh, in the uh, House of Representatives. Uh, they have some issues, too. And, but meanwhile, there's this giant movement toward a groundswell of support for the CIA, for the NSA, and for all of our spy agencies to come together and spy on us some more. And by the way, don't worry about getting that warrant. They think it'll be just boffo if they don't have to go to that trouble. So we're going to be talking about that. And we're going to be talking about that with you here. Uh, and we're going to be talking with you on the magic line. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Give us a call. And I hope, by the way, that you're listening to the Great America podcast. And uh, and that's, uh, that's on every every major platform. So please join us for that as well. And the number again. 800-848-9222. What is your slogan for the Biden administration? And most importantly, of course, the Biden campaign 2024. I'm Lou Dobbs. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday, and I'm looking forward to talking with you. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Lou Dobbs Sunday. It's not just politics and business, but it is. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. I can't tell you how great it is to have you with us here on Lou Dobbs Sunday. We're delighted uh, to have you with us. And uh, the number again, 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. Uh, and let's go to the phones uh, and uh, let's go to... All right, let's go to Robert in Brooklyn. Welcome, Robert. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Well, just first to answer the questions, um, well, so I'm an Orthodox Jewish uh, person mm -hmm. and diehard Trump supporter. I remember all the way back in 2016, waiting outside Trump Tower in a huge line to get him to sign the book that he put out. And all the way back in 2016. But then I wasn't going to any like Ivy League school or I wasn't reading the New York Times. So I wasn't propagandized by them. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing you mentioned the Biden slogan. I think, well, one thing you could go on is he's a compromised destroyer of America or American autoimmune disease. Because it seems like everything <laughs> he's doing, whether it's, whether it's the legal immigration, whether the Afghanistan, whether now he's trying to shaft Israel. I'm very scared of him. Yeah. Now, um, there was an article recently put out by Dr. Michael Wise on Israel National News, like December 1st. The name of the article was, quote, Israel has never been allowed to win a war, unquote. Basically documenting the whole history of Israel, they always wanted getting into a ceasefire. But the thing is, Biden and, and Obama, they're unique, because other presidents, I always didn't get the feel they would try to destroy America. 
In the case of Obama and Biden, many of us think Biden is like the third term of Obama. He seems to try to be destroying this country. And, you know, you have Carolyn Glick. She wrote an article about Biden is the primary obstacle to Israeli victory. And I am really scared of this guy, Biden. You know, I hate to say something such a terrible thing. I get the feeling this guy, Biden, would like to get Israel into a conflict with the United States. Because everything Biden has done has been to, to shaft the United States. And what better way to shaft the United States than to shaft the United States and Israel, to have a fight between the United States and Israel? It's a terrible thing to say. But this man doesn't seem to do anything, whether it's closing the border or the, the, now the currency of the United States. It's not even necessarily going to be the reserve currency. It's just terrible. And I'm very scared for the United States and Israel. And, you know, I don't know what we're going to do. Now, I have a question for you. With that debate that took place with Gavin Newsom and DeSantis, what, what's the point of that? Are they trying to condition us to the fact they're going to steal the nomination from Donald Trump? What, what's the deal with that? Uh, you know, the, the deal with that is uh, it was really bad television, bad politics, and, uh, and it's laughable. Uh, and Gavin Newsom, to his credit, said it like it was. Uh, we're two guys up here who are not going to be president of the United States. So, you know, take the conversation from there. Neither one of them with an original idea about a single thing. And, and it explained, frankly, the whole primary process uh, for certainly the Republican side. No one, not a single candidate could do more than uh, imitate Trump uh, or, uh, or bash him. Uh, Nikki Haley, it was a mouthpiece for for the Trump administration at the at the United Nations. She doesn't know anything about foreign policy. She has no experience beyond being governor of South Carolina, and then trying to make her into the great establishment uh, uh, candidate is laughable. Uh, and it, it you know, it, it's it's just a matter of absurdity what the Republicans are doing. And when you look over to the Democrats, there there's Joe Biden without any idea in the world of where he is, let alone what he's doing. And Kamala Harris, uh, where was it that was the uh, uh, the New York Times uh, deal book uh, summit uh, where she was supposed to be uh, putting forward a big solution for for Israel? Uh, this is mindlessness, and everybody pretends that they're competent and that they're not in some way uh, mentally impaired or deficient. Both are different ways, I'll give you that, but nonetheless impaired and inept. Uh, so there it is. Right, and let's, let's, uh, let me write your slogan down. Pick your one slogan that you want to leave us with here today. Compromise the destroyer of America. We got it. All right. Thanks so much, Robert. Good talking with you. Let's go to Adam in New York City. Adam, you're on the Lou Dobbs Sunday Show. Yes, good afternoon, Mr. Dobbs. I value your uh, show highly. It's an excellent show. You yourself are very professional. Thank you. Uh, the, the idea here is uh, my concern, ultimately, uh, I'm a person of years. I've been around all over the world, all over the country, and I'm very frightened about the possibility that due to whatever cause, perhaps election interference or some other form of democratic treachery, that uh, Donald Trump may not make the presidency in 2024. Mm -hmm. it, it is, but that aside, uh, what do you perceive as the consequence of a democratic victory in the presidency in 2024 with whatever candidate? You know, I, I think that's a very good question. 
And some people would say, oh, we shouldn't even bother with that. Of course, he'll be elected if he should be elected. Uh, And I would agree with those thoughts. Uh, The problem is we do know that uh, he was cheated of the election in 2020. A lot of people don't want to acknowledge that, but the facts are what they are. Uh, When you look at what the intelligence community did to him, uh, particularly in that second debate, shutting down uh, the the laptop that exposed all of the family corruption of the Bidens, uh, we know for a fact that votes would have been changed had uh, we been uh, had voters been aware at that point uh, that uh, he was compromised and that he was lying through his teeth in the second and last debate of uh, the presidential debate in 2020. So, and then there are a lot of other issues we can go into the the voting uh, vote counts, etc., all of it, uh, and, and the role of the Justice Department itself. But I think the consequence is worth examining because look where we are today with less than three years of a Biden administration and what has been the result. We have a 2,000 mile long border with Mexico that's utterly uh, undefended. We have no, I mean, we're talking about this mystery disease so-called in China and yet there was no move to shut down air traffic uh, between the two. Uh, to shut down travel between China and the rest of Europe or the United States. Uh, No one cares who's coming across that border or how or where or why and with what purpose. And and we know that many of them uh, are terrorists. It's that straightforward. So we would have to assume that border would remain open. And we now know that there are a lot of problems with the northern border as well. Uh, We also are looking at an economy that is being driven by massive federal spending, the likes of which can't be sustained. There is no way $2 trillion in deficits can be sustained. Our, our economy right now is much smaller than our national debt. Uh, and this is a recipe for further disaster. There is, he's drained the strategic petroleum reserves. We have the lowest level of strategic oil in stock uh, in four more than four decades, uh, we we're looking at a, uh, a an administration that really doesn't have a response to the Chinese threats against Taiwan. We're looking at a president who knows nothing more to do about Ukraine, uh, a war that he could have prevented, uh, but he is in point of fact wanting to throw more hundreds of billions of dollars at it, even as it is clearly apparent that. It is not going well for the Ukrainians, and the the outcome is uh, very much in doubt. So uh, the consequences, we're looking at an education system that was once the pride of the world. You know, people talk about government programs, and they talk about all the things that have been done, the Voting Rights Act, everything else. But you know, the single greatest equalizer in our society Uh, And the foundation of the American dream has been our public education system. It's being destroyed. It's being destroyed by two teachers unions. It's being destroyed by the Marxist Dems who control the education department, the publishers of uh, nonsense, woke textbooks, uh, and all sorts of egregiously uh, appalling uh, initiatives like uh, transgender identity and transition uh, transitioning uh, for minors. Uh, all of that is corrupting our public school system. That alone 
is destroying a future for tens of millions of Americans. And we've got to come to terms with that. So those are just a few things on the top of my head. Uh, and I think it gets worse from there without any question. Uh, Adam, thanks so much for the call. Appreciate it so much. Uh, let's go to uh, Tony in Clifton. You're on Lou Dom Sunday. Thank you. Hi, Lou Dobbs. Always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, happy holidays. You too. You too. So I know you want to spoken for uh, Joe Biden. And so here's what I came up with. Biden for 2024, World War Three, America no more. Now try that one more time. Biden for 2024, World War Three, and America no more. That's very good, I think. I think I've got to give it to you right there. That's a that's a good one. We've got two good ones. We're two for two. Biden for 24, World War Three, and America no more. And by the way, Roberts was compromised, destroyer of America. Uh, there it is. Uh, we're s starting to see a theme here, don't you think? Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, let, let me turn now. To, thanks for that. I think it's a terrific uh, slogan. Uh, let, let's go to Jimmy in Westchester. Uh, you're on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Welcome. Mr. Dobbs, it's an honor to speak to you. Um, I just wanted to ask you a couple of questions because you are one of the best commentators, investigative and reporters this country's ever known in this 21st century. Um, first things first, uh, this is a prevalent in society, even though most people don't know what's going on. They just accept it or they don't know. It's race quotas and affirmative action. And there's an executive order on the presidential level that a Republican president on first day could pull it out by the roots. But I never hear this mentioned. I also like to say something about affirmative, not affirmative, but also rate, uh, the invasion of America. This is a full scale invasion taking place mm -hmm. and nobody seems to really care about it. I mean, they got rid of Santos. They're not really doing anything else along those lines. And they want the establishment. This can only take place to the establishment wants this country invaded. And when I hear people say, oh, Trump gets in, we'll do it by a case-by-case -case basis. Well, case-by-case, there's 30 million illegals in here. That would take 500 years. That's what, what they're telling me is the establishment is in control. They're not going to do anything about this stuff. And legal immigration, too. We've been the most generous nation. Now it's time to pull up the gangplank and say, that's it. Enough is enough. America is full. We have a lot of people here who are getting beat out of jobs. Uh, the S&P is not hiring Americans anymore. They're hiring foreigners inside America. So this has to be dealt with. A candidate who says that will win next year in November. If he doesn't, he's going to be in a struggle with, with, with whoever's going to be running. I think I think you're right, and I and I think you're making an excellent point. Uh, when you when we talk about illegal immigration, whether we'll we'll rec uh, recover from uh, financially, economically from it, the the estimate is right now. For the for the millions of illegal immigrants who've been brought in by the Biden administration, it's going to cost just under five hundred billion dollars a year. So we're adding another. Uh, just if he is not elected, we'll be adding at least another trillion dollars to the national debt just to bring in those illegal immigrants. Now. You have to ask yourself, what would the middle class working men and women and their families in this country? What would they do with that money, and why wouldn't it be a smarter thing to, uh, to do to secure the border, make certain that we're not having threats cross that border, terrorists uh, do so, 
And if we're going to spend a trillion dollars, why not spend it on ourselves, our, our, our own people? Uh, that would that would make a lot of working men and women in this country happy to be able to split up a, a pool of a trillion dollars. Uh, and, and that uh, and I'm not recommending it, that as smart public policy or anything else, but as opposed to uh, spending it on uh, uh, uncertain uh, people who have come into this country. They have no skills. They have no education for the for 90 percent of them, uh, and they are dependent upon uh, this country for their welfare. So you, it, it's a double cost, and it's a reckless cost, uh, because we are not investing in ourselves, our children, and their future, and that is very, very concerning. Thanks so much for the call. Uh, I want to turn to uh, to Edward in Tampa. Uh, Edward, you're on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Lou, uh, this is a great honor. I saw you when you were on CNN, but... Uh, That's going back a few years. Yeah, I know. Uh, Barbara, they, let me mention this first. The immigrants, uh, legals, landed in Barbara Streisand's Malibu home. I don't know if you heard about that. I did. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And let me mention this quickly before we get to the other cause. China has marijuana plants from New Mexico to Maine. I saw this on Daily Mail. And they're also influencing public school education through something called, if I pronounce this right, Confucius. Institutes, uh, Confucius Institutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got like over a hundred schools. Uh, sure. In this. And, and and I, let me just very quickly, and then we're gonna. I'm, I'm jammed up. I have to get to a break, but I thank you for the call and the point. Uh, the Confucius Institutes are brought here by the Chinese government. Uh, and it was through the Obama administration that they had their entree. And uh, the universities love it because they get money and they get students. And it's supposed to be a cultural exchange. But what it is, in point of fact, is an outreach, an ideological outreach to the Marxist Dems who are running uh, academic uh, academia in America. Uh, it's, this should be troubling everyone. They were supposed to be shut down, but they haven't been. And as a matter of fact, they're now in our, as you were pointing out, in our public schools and high schools as well as colleges and universities. Thanks so much. We're coming right back with much more of you and me on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Stay with us. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Lou Dobbs Sunday is on the air on 77 WABC. Just a data point for the uh, the Israel-Hamas war. Uh, Israel is continuing to, uh, with its ground assaults and airstrikes, to just batter uh, the Hamas terrorists in southern Gaza. And meanwhile, I- I'm told reliably that Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State, who was telling them they didn't have the credit to run the war they wanted, they, the Israeli Defense Forces, the State of Israel, I'm told that he is right now in a darkened room in the State Department sucking on his thumb, trying to figure out what to do next uh, because uh, Benjamin Netanyahu didn't listen to him like he was supposed to. Apparently, Joe Biden promised him that uh, he would, he, that uh, Netanyahu would be very impressed uh, with, uh, <laughs> with Mr. Blinken as he was trying to tell Israel what to do to defend their nation. Uh, an absolute disgrace. Uh, and what a silly, silly man. Uh, Pamela, I'm going to come to you right now in New Jersey because you say, you say, you promise that you've got a great slogan for the Biden 
uh, campaign. Welcome. Oh, well, I, I, I'm being humble, but I don't know. I think it's, it's good. Um, a wide banner, you know, the kind that you use two sticks, or you can put it on a wall, uh-huh. with enough vertical space to bring the words down like a Scrabble game. And the word would be worthless, spelled W-I instead of W-O. And then each word coming from each letter would be war, inflation, racism, tyranny, hedonism, larceny, espionage, selfish, and sinister. I have <laughs> that one is a beauty. Uh, you were right. It's a great slogan, uh, and uh, and it, it's taxing my mind on a Sunday afternoon. I have to I have to admit, but uh, terrific. Okay, Pamela, we. Let, you I'm know, sorry, you spell ahead. out the word worthless with an I instead of an O all the way across the banner. And then like a Scrabble game, W stands for war, I for inflation, R for racism, T for tyranny, H for hedonism, L for larceny, E for espionage, S for selfish, and S for sinister. Yeah, I, I, I love it, Pamela. Thanks so much. It's a great slogan. And uh, I wish that I could play Scrabble when I could rearrange the, the letters a little bit, uh, an I for an O and an O for an I, whatever. Uh, Pamela, thanks so much. Let me, uh, let me get to the phones, and let's go to uh, Bob in Yonkers. Bob, great to have you with us on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Thank you for taking a call, Lou. You bet. Lou, this, this country's in great danger. Trust me when I tell you. I'm retired law enforcement. I talk to many people who are still in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised if you're walking around the streets. There are terrorists in this country right now. Just a, just a matter of time before they set up the, the, the bombs. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want to hear people whining and crying when their loved ones are dead in the street because they need to vote for Trump. He's the only one that can save this country. Yep. I, I agree with you. And, and, and by the way, I don't think it's in any way hyperbole, in any way exaggerated. Uh, this is going to be a different country if this country does not elect President Donald Trump. I, I agree with you 100%. Um, I've got one other, I've got another question for you. And that is your, your former law enforcement, right? Yes. I saw, a, I saw a license plate I loved the other day. And, and I want to do a test. It said, I am 7-10. Can you decode that for us? I would rather not. Okay, well, it's, uh, it is quite simple. I'm 7-10 on the 10 code means I'm retired. Do you remember that? And uh, yeah. I thought it was a great license plate. But anyway, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. And uh, let's get to the phones here on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Uh, let's go to now. Uh, let's go to Lenny in Long Island. Great to have you with us. Lou, you're decoding things, and you got the Pam calling in with some great, powerful words. But I would caution this country. But what the hard left wants to do is just keep flooding the country and just turn it into a total leftist country. Mm-hmm. The terrorists, even the terrorists, just want to flood the country and turn the country over. They really just want this country. Uh, any terrorist act is just a sideshow. So what they really want to do is turn it into a leftist country. I hear a lot of people say, oh, I'm against illegal immigration. Yeah, really, you really are. I never heard you say anything for the last 50, 60 years, but I'm for legal immigration. But when the hard left takes over the country, especially the Congress, you like legal immigration? Well, you're going to have 10, 15 million people coming from the third world legally with a leftist Congress and a leftist president. That's what's going to take place. The terrorist act is a sideshow. 
What they want is to just flood it and flood it, and our words will be meaningless, and then they will just be a super minority inside a country run by leftists. They already discriminate us. Like, they're going after Trump, but they've really gone after the middle class for the last 60 years since the 1960s where, with race quotas, high taxes, high crime. I would tell people the criminals out in the street, the reason why they're releasing it, I used to say it on the Bob Grant show, those are their warriors in the street. That's why they want them out there to make you uncomfortable and turn, and turn you into a foreigner in your own country. Seal the borders, military on the border, end of legal immigration, end of race quotas, end of the big welfare state. Countries that who, who invade our country, we hold their leaders responsible. Those are the roads to victory. That's where it is, folks. Very good. And I appreciate the call, Lenny. Thanks so much there in Long Island. Uh, let's go to, uh, let, let's go to uh, Stu in Brooklyn. Good to have you with us, Stu. Hey, good afternoon. Here's my uh, suggestion to the Democrats. It's a little tricky because we ain't no joke because we're woke. So go ahead and smoke because you're going to go broke. <laughs> well, I think we got uh, more than our money's worth on that one, Stu. Uh, we got a poem out of it as well. I mean, you can break that down into a number of slogans. Could you give it to us one more time if you would? We ain't no joke because we're woke. So go ahead and smoke because you're going broke. <laughs> I think that is, I think that's terrific, Stu. I appreciate it. Uh, and uh, it's, it'd be funnier, I suppose, if, if there wasn't that line about uh, broke. Because as we look at what's happening in this, uh, this country's capital, we're watching. It's one thing to say it's the Democrats, but it's also the rhinos and the Republican Party my Lord, they actually believe that there is no consequence to being a debtor nation in perpetuity. And it is almost impossible to, to get them to focus in either party on the reality of what is happening. We're now forced to spend a trillion, think about this, a trillion dollars of taxpayer money just to pay the interest on the debt we owe. And that's going up every year. That number will approach $2 trillion if we see these interest rates rise significantly from here. Uh, we can, uh, it, it's going to be difficult no matter what, because right now uh, that, uh, that debt, is, we're sitting at uh, $34 trillion. Yeah, we're going to be at $50 trillion likely within the, certainly the next decade, in my opinion. And we don't want to think about that because the consequences are disastrous for the country and, frankly, for the world. But commercial bankers used to. We had leaders in this country in business and banking. But, you know, the best that I've seen is Jamie Dimon at Chase Manhattan Bank deciding he wanted people to vote for Nikki Haley. Uh, in the primaries, that was his big contribution to the state of the state of the nation. Uh, pretty pathetic for the leader of the country's largest bank. Uh, that's the sum total of his original thinking for uh, for us in the midst of this. Uh, what is nothing less than a dire national emergency? Thanks so much. We're going to come right back with. Uh, well, we're going to let's go to uh, uh, Patrick in Indiana, and you have a slogan for Mr. Biden. Yes. Um... The one, it's uh, what I say goes, 
but they won't use that when they'll uh, just uh, just let um, Biden stay in his basement and Barack Obama will do the do the campaigning like he did the first time. And the Republicans, um, especially um, Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, mm-hmm. is uh, pathetic. He's supposed to be a constitutional lawyer, and uh, I guess that means um, he's constitutional on things that, on laws that pursue the con- Constitution. But when it comes to the what's in the Constitution exactly, he doesn't use that to impeach Obama and Kamala Harris. Yeah. And, you know, uh, that's, that, that brings up an interesting point, though, and, and that is that this week uh, it's very likely we're going to see the House of Representatives vote on the impeachment inquiry, that is to certify the impeachment and move ahead to the actual charging uh, of uh, this president, articles of impeachment putting forward, giving new powers to the Judiciary Committee, uh, that will be irresistible uh, if indeed we see Hunter Biden or uh, any member of this administration uh, stonewall as they have been stonewalling for now, not year, not just years, but uh, significantly for for the course of Joe Biden's uh, career. Uh, he is protected by nearly every federal agency in one way or another. And imagine this, the National Archives, for crying out loud, are playing politics now. They have been overtaken by the Marxist Dems, and they have a a real interest in protecting Joe Biden. 80,000 emails still not released to the Congress, though they've subpoenaed them uh, because they're in the the president's uh, (laughs) aliases, three aliases he used. Uh, It's just you you can't make it up, and if you could, you wouldn't. But here it is. That's what we've got. And I'm going to take one more call before we go to break. I'm going to go to Max in Manhattan. Max, good to have you with us on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Yeah, hi. Um, I just want to uh, comment on you had a caller who asked you what the consequences would be Mm -hmm. if a Democratic uh, victory would occur. And my uh, opinion, you would have... uh, if, if If they win the Senate and the House as well... What we will have is federalization of elections, of all elections. Second, there will be packing the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. Third, they will get an additional two states, Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C., to become Mm -hmm. states. Mm -hmm. And you will have a Democratic majority forever. And goodbye to your bank book, because the taxes will be sky high. Yeah, goodbye to your bank book, but... Goodbye, America. Uh, this republic will never again exist. It, it's, and it's, it is really that straightforward uh, and that tragic what we're facing. And most people don't have any idea how real and how near the danger is. Thanks so much for your call. We're going to continue with Lou Dobbs Sunday. Give us a call right here, 777-WABC. 800-848-9222-77-WABC. We're coming right back. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77WABC. Lou Dobbs Sunday. It's not just politics and business, but it is. 
This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Politics is serious business, believe you me. And uh, thank you for being with us uh, this uh, great Sunday on Lou Dobbs Sunday and uh, joining us with your calls and your thoughts. I want to I want to go to uh, Bob in New Jersey with a slogan for us on the Biden campaign. Yes, here's my idea for a slogan and a theme for the 2024 Biden administration. I hope you agree. Bob, Bob, that's a great slogan. I, I think you're the winner. Uh, and we're going to have to figure out a, a, a great uh, a, a great prize for you. So if you will, leave your name, and we're going to get something for you, a, a book or whatever. Uh, but uh, nothing yet is uh, is definitely the winner. I, I should put it up for a boat, but I, I, I love it. Bob, thanks so much. Appreciate it. And uh, let's go uh, to to U.S. codes that uh, uh, to Ernest in Rockland, U.S. codes. All right, what do you got for us? I just want to say thank you, Mr. Dobbs. You're such a reasonable gentleman. It's it's such a pleasure, and you're a beloved man. So thank you for what you do, sir. Well, thank you, Ernest. That's very kind of you. Thank you. My my pleasure. And you're just a gentleman, sir. Under U.S. Code, which is the 54 titles of law, people don't realize that the 54 titles of law protect us. And nobody knows that you can cite that, like the Pledge of Allegiance is Title Four, Section 4. It's a law, and this is a republic. And if anybody says that this is a democracy, I, I need to see where that is, because it's a, a republic means it's a government of the people and by the people and for the people. So these terrorists that are coming in, we are protected under U.S. Code 1323. Right. And if anybody just checked that, you'd see that these people cannot be here. They can't be here. They can't get on buses. They can't get on tra- nothing. Yet that law is overlooked by our local police, the sheriffs, the state troopers. Why are, Why is our homeland security not being upheld because they signed an oath to uphold federal law? U.S. Code 1323, right. 24, 25. And if you cite every one of those codes, Ernest, and, and this is the sad, tragic truth, uh, we cannot even uh, begin to go through all of the agencies, local, state, uh, federal, but particularly federal, who are refusing to honor uh, the law and their responsibilities. Uh, the President of the United States takes an oath, as does, do all of the, uh, the officers of this, uh, this government, uh, to protect the Constitution, uh, to protect this nation. And we're looking at 2,000 miles of wide open border uh, with whomever and whatever coming across that at the whim of the Mexican drug cartels who are the ones who now control a 2,000-mile-long border north of it as as well as south of it. Uh, and that's the sad state that we're in. Uh, let me go to uh, one more here, I think. Uh, Dan in New Jersey. Uh, he's a You're a Biden fan, I take it. No, I, I, I feel this way. If we're going to put down Biden, then we should also put down George Bush, who under his administration, you could work at McDonald's and buy a house, literally caused a financial collapse, mm-hmm. bought two wars, which, as we know, really didn't work that well. Then you had the worst of, example of them all, Reagan, <clears throat> Reagan, who started this amnesty. That's how all this started. 
and everybody. Well, 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 Dan, Dan, no, no, you were you were doing fine, Dan. Let me just correct you on one thing. You were perfectly correct initially, but it didn't begin with Reagan. It began with Senator Ted Kennedy in 1965 when he reformed so-called the election laws and changed uh, the entire direction of our immigration policy. Uh, but that's the only thing I wanted to do. Go ahead. But he did. But Reagan did allow the amnesty. He gave an amnesty in 1986. He, he exactly 1986. Right. Two and a half million people came into the country. We have now the highest foreign-born population in the country's history by far. Your point being, Dan? My, my point being that uh, I, I think Biden can save himself and get elected if, number one, all he has to say is, I have to build that wall. I don't want to do it, but I have to do it. Uh, number two, everybody, everybody, listen, everybody's been complaining. There's going to be a recession. There's going to be a recession. I haven't seen the recession yet. Have I said that? Did I say there was going to be a recession? Not you. Hey, no, I'm the voice. I'm the voice here. I'm the guy who knows exactly what's going to happen to this economy. I'm joking. I'm joking. But the fact (laughs) of the matter is, if you, if you believe anybody, if you believe anybody, let me give you the, the essential construct here. You're, you said you don't think Biden is bad as we make him out to be. I think that you're wrong about that, but I'm listening to you, and now I need you to listen to me. Biden is in our, in our, we can see him through the windshield. Everybody else you talked about, Reagan, Bush, you name it, they're in our rearview mirror, aren't they? They have nothing to do with where this country's future uh, goes, how it's shaped, how it's directed. But we're relying on a man who is uh, absolutely destroying the country. Uh, his policies and his uh, uh, ineptitude uh, or, or complete intent. Uh, so that's why I think he's pretty bad. Uh, and going backwards doesn't help us with what uh, we have to deal with here. Uh, so I'm going to give you the last word, Dan. No, I, I, I just, I've always agreed listening to your shows.